Now, in the context of what's happening in KwaZulu-Natal here in South Africa, and this is not new, by the way, it's been happening in other parts of the world, and particularly here in Africa and Mars. Mars, sorry, Mozambique has had a number of floods in the past years, at least in the past decade. And almost all the time, there are people who would always want to ask the question. And I, regardless of whether you think it's still a relevant question to ask, or perhaps an ignorant question to ask, people do still ask the question nonetheless. If God exists, why does he not prevent these natural disasters? If God really exists, that's our question for tonight. Can his existence be proven that's our question for tonight if god really exists can this god's existence be proven to give us some perspective to guide us through this conversation we have three guests from different perspectives of the very same well show objective we do have in no particular order evangelist Istan Zanuma he's a Hebrew Israelite and evangelist evangelist Zanuma good evening to you welcome and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us thank you for having me on the program thank you very much Father Russell Pollitt director at the of Jesuit Institute uh, South Africa good evening to you Father and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us Good evening, Nyan. Thank you for having me. Also, we do have Rick Robenheimer, the president of the South African Secular Society, SAS. Good evening to you, uh, Rick, and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Welcome. Good evening again, Nyan. Thank you for having me again. Nice to hear you on air. Thank you very much, sir. Let's jump right in. This God. Let's begin with you, Rick. Do you first... Uh, want to give us your position because when we're talking about a secular society, many people have their own assumptions in spite of the fact that we have had a conversation about your organization. Do tell us your position as far as the existence of God is concerned and then answer the question, can this God, if at all this God exists, be his existence or its existence or her existence or their existence be proven? Yes, thank you. Our point is that if we expect to believe something, there should be evidence for it. We want to know that the aircraft is safe that we go on, and we look to experts who have confirmed this, people who have tested it. We ask, is that medicine safe and effective? And we look to scientists who have replicated each other's results and proved that, in fact, is the case. But when people come with claims of the existence of a god and there are claims of the existence of many gods, there being at least a dozen major religions in the world, many of which have, in some cases, thousands of sects. People tend to go by what they've been told by parents and educators and not question it using their rational senses, which is a bit strange when you consider that the existence of God is possibly the most important question in the universe. <clears throat> so... We believe that claims require evidence, and extraordinary claims, meaning something that would be completely change our paradigm, like the existence of a god, require very, very good evidence. And it's really up to religion, to the people who claim that there is a god, to provide that evidence. And the fact that there is such a plethora of religions seems to indicate 
immediately that they don't have the evidence because they would agree if there was the evidence and we would be worshipping one God. And preferably that God would make him or her or itself known directly and not need their intermediation. Okay, all right, got it. So we believe that extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence and we do not see the evidence being produced by the people of religion. Okay. So therefore we doubt the existence of gods until somebody can actually produce evidence, and they haven't done so in the last 10,000 years. Okay. Okay. At least evidence you recognize as evidence. Whatever they may have advanced does not qualify as evidence to you, correct? Uh, it qualifies as claims, but the uh. claims need to be corroborated, and the different religions need to agree on the nature of God, what it wants of us, and so on, and provide us with concrete proof really, to produce the God itself. Uh, if it's willing to come and talk to us. Uh, I mean, we don't disagree about the existence of Cape Town because I can take you there and show you Cape Town and we can see pictures on the internet. We can all agree that this is Table Mountain and that is Cape Town City and so on. Uh, why really? do we have a similar discussion about God? We don't discuss if Cape Town exists. Why do we discuss whether God exists? Do you, we do need you, the do you really believe that pictures on the internet and people seeing things and sightings qualifies as evidence? Uh, if they're well corroborated, and if the, they agree, I mean, you see a picture of Table Mountain, you see many pictures of Table Mountain, isn't one picture of Table Mountain showing it looking like a volcano, let's say, and another one it looking uh, well, let's, like let's, in the middle let of you an, like an, that. Let me give you an example of many pictures that of, we've seen. We've seen pictures of unicorns. Surely you don't believe unicorns exist, do you? We do need people to produce the unicorn itself. Yes. But you've seen pictures of unicorns. You've seen videos of people in unicorns. People have claimed that they've seen unicorns and even flown in, in unicorns. Again, surely you do not believe that hogwash, that because there's a picture and there's a video and there's claims and all of those people corroborating claims, surely that doesn't qualify as evidence as the existence of unicorn in spite of these various claims and all sorts of evidence, as you've suggested, pictures and videos and sightings and claims and all of that. So that too cannot qualify, can it? Well, we have yet to have anybody produce a photograph of God to us, so, so that's even less believable than unicorns, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I, I, all in the same category. For, if we're using your train of thought, they're all in the same category. Uh, but I, I understand. I got your point. I want to bring in some other guests. Father Russell Pollitt, director at the Jesuit Institute, South Africa. Uh, Father Pollitt, uh, can, can the existence of a God or your God be proven? So, thank you, Nayan. Thank you for having me on the show. Um, so if one looks, for example, from a Christian perspective at God, uh, we have, first of all, uh, Jesus, we believe, came to reveal who God is. And this happened o over 2,000 years ago. And I think that, you know, if we were to say, okay, that was just simply a hoax, it would be very strange for humanity with all our uh, scientific development, etc., etc., not to have moved beyond that. And yet still today, for many, many people, their own personal experience of a relationship with uh, God uh, in the Christian context, through Jesus Christ, uh, seems to suggest that there is 
something more to this than simply just saying, well, you know, uh, this was a figure. And I think also if one looks across religions, they, you know, instead of saying that religions speak about, you know, can't agree on God, I mean, I think religions don't agree maybe on certain attributes. But if one looks at the fundamentals about what religions at the core uh, say, then you find a real similarity there, whether you're talking about Islam or Judaism, or you're talking about Christianity or Hinduism or whatever it is, that there is something that binds us all together, and that is the way that we should be living in the world. So, you know, I think from my perspective, I can't say, well, I can produce a photo of God. I can tell you about a historical person, Jesus, who revealed God to us, and I can tell you about my own personal experience, and I can tell you about a number of things that people are doing motivated by that personal experience. And that, for me, is enough. I don't have to have a, a, a concrete being to say, here it is, this, this is God, because I, I, I don't think that's what people of faith believe. So you cannot produce any evidence to prove the existence of God? I know I, I'm not saying I cannot produce any evidence. I said I cannot produce a picture or a photo. Well, I'm not interested in a picture. That that was what that was what was Rick's position was. That's Rick's position. I'm asking about your position. Our question is can the existence of your God be proven? Forget yes, about I what think, Rick said for now. I Just think, give us your I position. Think, I think that through the person of Jesus Christ and what he reveals to us, I think through things like creation, I think through the through the experience of believers over centuries I mean, I think all the, I think uh, my own personal experience, I think this all for me is proof that God exists. Okay. Um, so that's it. You, you, you're done giving us your position? Sorry, you're breaking up. Are you done giving us your position? Yes. Okay. He, he's suggesting that all of these things are just mere claims. How do you respond to that? That is Rick's opinion, and Rick is, is uh, free to have his opinion. I'm not here to tell Rick what he should believe and what he shouldn't believe. Uh, I'm saying that for me, fundamentally, this is uh, my, my uh, understanding of Jesus Christ, my experience, my part of being the church community, the faith community at large. All this for me, uh, if I look at creation, all this for me is proof that God exists. And I feel uh, that that is enough for me. I, I can, I can, I can. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I can orientate my life on that framework because I have a conviction uh, that 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 God exists. Okay. All right. We'll come back and chew on that. Thank you very much, um, Evangelist Zanum. Your position: Can your God be proven? Your, the existence of your God be proven? Yes, it can. It can be proven from, from, from there's an overwhelming evidence of the existence of an almighty being, an all-powerful, all-knowing, and wise, all-loving, and all-intelligent designer-creator. This, this, this designer-creator can cannot be proven like you put chemicals in a test tube in a laboratory and then want to prove whatever that you're proving there. No, that's not how we prove, we, we, we prove it. Uh, Yahuwah, just a casual look at uh, what exists uh, 
in the heavens, the earth, and the seas, and the fullness thereof, appeals and begs to the mind of a highly intelligent and an always designer creator. Just looking at yourself as a human being, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. Just a little understanding of, your, of one's physiology and anatomy makes one shout in agreement with the psalmist and they say, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. So the creation itself that we see appeals to everybody, whether you're a Gentile or you're a Yahudi, it appeals to everybody that there is someone who has made it. Now, there are three ways that Yahweh has revealed himself to men. One, by an internal revelation to the reason and the conscience of each man. So each one of us, we are able, in ourselves, we are able to testify and to be convicted and to see that there is a creator who has given us a conscience, a conscience which makes us to be able to live peacefully and righteously and morally with one another. Our conscience can either excuse us or can accuse us of wrongdoing. This has been inserted in us by a creator. And secondly, he has, like I said, mentioned these works that he has created do reveal that there is someone who is greater than the creation itself and the laws that govern the creation and the laws that govern us as human beings. There is someone definitely who is much, much greater than that. Look at the whole system. It's so, so organized. It's so intelligently organized that you can't think that this came as a result of a big bang or some funny way ways of existence like evolution. So I believe this creator, when I just look at myself, look at creation, look at what is happening on this earth, he says, when you read the prophecy, when you read the prophecy, my prophecy is foretelling things that are going to happen into the future. That prophecy is amazing. It has come and happened right to the teeth. So I have no reason for me to doubt that there is a being that created me who is substantiated in the scriptures. The scriptures now make everything much more clearer. Okay. So you're looking at what is, what is and you're deducting from that that there must have been an intelligent designer of this intelligent, intelligently produced matter. Not only that, yes, that's part of it, yes. So effectively you're using deductive reasoning. You don't have any evidence. You, your, your best attempt at evidence is deductive reasoning. No. <laughs> if you see the earth that is created... Is that not good enough evidence for you? That's my point. You're looking at yeah. the earth and therefore you are deducing from the earth that the earth is a result of a designer. Exactly. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So that's that's your best effort at, at, at giving evidence, yeah? Not, not only that. Not, not only the earth. I'm talking about the whole creation. Like I understand. Creation. I understand. The idea not of calling it creation, sir, the idea of calling it creation moves from the premise that it was created. There are yeah. other people who are calling the very same thing you are calling creation as evolved matter. Yeah, of course. That's their, that's their own perception. I understand. I understand. If, so if, you, if, if they want to, then, then, then the, the next thing that you should actually look at is the scriptures. The scriptures, they tell us exactly that he has created and we, I believe in the scriptures and that's enough evidence for me 
Yeah. That is a creator. Okay, got it. No problem. No problem. I want to open the lines for everybody to join in the conversation. If you want to join in the conversation, you're most, most welcome to do so. Call us on 011-714-2006. Again, 011-714-2006. And if you prefer to send a WhatsApp text or a WhatsApp voice note, send it to 0614-104-107. 0614-104-107. And the hashtag on Twitter and on Facebook, you can find us there at SAFM Radio, and the hashtag is SFM, hashtag SAFM Facts of Faith. Let's go back to Rick. Rick, it would appear as though the standards of proof vary, and uh, it's a legitimate claim, I suppose, to offer your own standard of proof because even in our courts of law there are varying standards of proof in a criminal court the standard is beyond a reasonable doubt and in 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 civil court it's on a balance of probabilities even in the scientific worlds they are very the shifting standards of proof how do you determine what standard to apply in the proofing in the proving of god there rick Is Rick there? claims require extraordinary evidence, so one would expect a pretty high standard of proof, uh, neither of which our honoured guests have provided so far. Uh, I'm glad you picked up on the weasel word creation, which assumes there's a creator just by the use of that word. And so we shouldn't call it creation because of that. If we refer to it as a universe, for example, it becomes more neutral. Now, uh, what your learned friends have given us is what is known as the argument from incredulity. I don't believe that all this could have arisen on its own or from a Big Bang or through natural processes, therefore God. Which doesn't actually take us very far. If it was set in motion by a God, let's entertain that hypothesis for a moment, that doesn't tell us a lot about the God. It doesn't tell us whether the God still exists. Assuming that a God were to have created the Big Bang some 13.7, if my uh, math is correct, if my memory is correct, uh, billion years ago, uh, that doesn't mean that that God still exists. Uh, he could have got bored with his creation and committed suicide, for all we know. Uh, it doesn't tell us that it's, that God is all-loving. It doesn't tell us that that God is all-powerful, all-knowing, or who knows the future. It tells us very little about it, and it certainly doesn't give any indication which of the major religions, if any of them, in fact, is correct about that God. You've got two Christian apologists on the line, but they've offered not a shred of evidence except their own beliefs, which probably arise from their own backgrounds, their education, their bringing up, and whatever, as to why it should be Christian. Yeah, why I, that, that's why I asked the question. God. That's why I asked the question there, Rick. You, you are determining what constitutes and what amounts to evidence. And I've offered you the clear examples of the shifting standards of evidence that are required in various fora. And I'm asking you, my question to you is, who should determine what standard should be applied in order to prove, to satisfy the proving of the existence of God? Well, we do all apply our own standards, and the standards of 
your other two guests are very different. Granted, tonight. granted. I'm, I'm happy you've arrived at that point. So we can agree that because we have not agreed on what is the correct standard to apply in order to prove the existence of any deity for that matter, we cannot therefore denounce or uphold anything as evidence. We can take what you're saying, take what the father is saying, take what the evangelist is saying, whatever else is going to be said by a caller, a text message writer, as evidence, and then decide for ourselves. Fair enough? Okay. Remember, there's a very big claim here, and we do require substantial evidence. We, we would, I think, require more than a balance of probabilities. We would require pretty certain evidence. And yeah, you're saying it's a big claim. For some people, it's a very small and simple claim. It's a non-issue for them. It's a foregone conclusion for them. And that's why I'm saying even the, 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 the degrees of comparison here are not standard. And since we don't have a standard, and therefore we cannot dispute or compel anyone to accept any of the standards offered. I would suggest to your that they apply greater standards of evidence to probably the rest of their lives. Yeah. So they would ask whether an aircraft is airworthy before they go into it. They would ask whether a medicine is effective before they take it. Uh, they would That's, that's, that's actually not true on. there, Rick. That's not okay. true. I, I, if, if a plane carries 100 people, if an airplane carries 100 people, if you were to survey each and every one of those 100 people to ask them, did you check if the airplane is airworthy? Did you check that on the cockpit there is a pilot? None of them has verified that. They simply believe that because this is a credible airline, surely there are standards that ought to be applied before the uh, airplane is put on the tarmac. Therefore, the, the, everyone, including yourself, you never go to the cockpit to check. See, show me your, 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 your wings, Mr. Pilot or Madam Pilot. Show me if you really are able to fly. Are you, are you drunk today? You have never done that. You have simply assumed. You believe it without even testing that. Yes, I trust the authorities involved. Now, Correct. let's go to the churches that these gentlemen represent okay. and bring in the other religions. They disagree violently about the nature of God in some cases, if we bring in the Buddhists, even whether there is a God at all, how, how do we decide on which one to believe? Because it's all very well we have an aviation authority that gives us some comfort in the fact that the aircraft will percent mm, of the time stay up and bring a destination. Not 100%, of course, but most of the time. Whereas the religions disagree violently about pretty much everything you can bring about God, even its name. So who do you believe then? They may believe theirs, but they believe it on the basis of their backgrounds, not because they have any evidence. Let me, let me follow your train of thought there, Rick. You do appreciate the fact that in spite of the fact that there would be scientists and copious amounts of evidence presented to um, car standards in any country, those standards, in spite of the fact that they have been reproduced and corroborated and verified and everything has been done to the T, those cars do go wrong and they have to be recalled. So surely any evidence you might want to use as scientific evidence does fall short of proving that which you thought you were proving. So scientific evidence in and by itself 
is equally flawed and surely cannot be trusted. Uh, cannot be trusted at all, are you saying? I'm saying in the very same breath, if you're suggesting that their form of evidence cannot be trusted because of the experiences we have with scientific evidence, it has been proven to be equally flawed. And therefore, because they are all flawed, none can be elevated above the other None can be disputed purely because it does not qualify under the standards of the other. I would challenge you on the word equally there. Okay. Go ahead. Because we, we understand that things do sometimes fail and go wrong, yes. However, there are pretty high standards in terms of, for example, aircraft reliability, reliability of, let's say, for example, the COVID vaccines, yes, reliability of pretty much most of the things that we rely on in life today. The one that stands out as a glaring exception to this is religion. Again, I say they all disagree. The Muslim tells you that it's Allah and this is what Allah requires. Yeah, I, I understand that and I agree with you that they all disagree there, but scientists disagree all the time. You go to court there, Rick, and in court you'll find the opposing sides having their own scientists to prove that the other one is wrong. So science in itself proves your argument is false. Surely you cannot say because they disagree, therefore it cannot be trusted. There are large areas of science where scientists do not disagree. If you take the theory of evolution, for example, if you take climate change, if you take the theory of gravitation or the heliocentric theory, the strange idea, at least originally strange, that the Earth circles around the sun and not vice versa, there is no disagreement among reputable scientists on any of these things. Now, there's yes, no, there's no disagreement the now. Rick, the disagreement is not happening now, but there was at some point disagreement. Actually, there were diff diametrically opposed ideas before now as we have them. Their knowledge and their understanding based on their evidence has evolved to now. Uh, absolutely, yes. Uh, in what way has the knowledge of religion evolved over the last 10,000 years? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll give I would the... suggest it hasn't. I'll give, you the I'll give you the opportunity to have that to them. I want to take some calls for you and the, all of my guests here. I'm going to take all of my callers as quick as I can. I'm going to begin with Colin. Colin is in Cape Town. Good evening, Colin. Colin, good evening. What an uh, interesting um, topic. Do you know something? Um, let's just go back quickly. Uh, Adam and Eve, uh, if your guest, Rick, goes and has... He's chest x-rayed. You'll see minus a rib. Really wow. now, Colin? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm coming now. Now that is God's creation. Because according to the Bible, um, Adam was minus a rib. And God made Eve. Okay, forget about that now. Um, your guest, he's got a heart. He's got kidneys. He's got Everything functioning in his body. Now, each organ in his body helps the other organ. Now, I would like to ask Rick, who created that? Was man? Did man create those organs? Or did man produce that? There must be a creator, which we call God. 
had created a human being. Now, ask him, how, how is his body functioning? Okay. Who made that? All Thank right. you, Naya. Thank you very much, Collins. Move on to Tutugani in Durban. Good evening, Tutugani. Good evening, how are you? Well, thank you, Tutugani. I think I'm better than you. Are you okay there? Are you safe there, Tutugani? Yeah, hi, I'm safe. Thanks for asking. All right, go ahead, sir. Um, what I would like to add on, um, uh, for me as a, as, a, uh, as a Christian, there is none evidence other than that the works of God are what, the evidence that he exists. What works are those, sir? The, like, uh, for example, if I'm going to, like, uh, I'm, I'm going to quote, except for the works that he has done in my life, which I've seen, if God does not do anything, does not work or talk, and then I wouldn't have an evidence that he exists. So but he has spoken to you? Yes. You've heard his voice? No, that's an evidence enough for me to know that he exists. Have you heard his voice, Tutugan? You see, God God operates in, in many ways. Like, he speaks through the voice, like just like you said, and speak through dreams, and speak through like in many ways of communicating with with a human being. Okay. Those things are evident. Yeah. Like for example. So has has God spoken to you? That was my question. And have you heard yes. His voice? I said yes. So he, he he you've heard His voice. So you 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 want to use the voice as the only form of. Speaking. No, you can tell me how you have heard from in them from him them. If it's like not the voice, him, like it can be okay. So yeah. you you believe you're saying it can. I want you to tell me how it has happened. Don't hypothesize. Tell me how it has happened with you. Do, did he speak to you through dreams or through visions or how? How did this God speak to you? And also through his word. Tudukan, you're not answering my question. How did he speak Sorry? to you? These are all varieties of ways that you're claiming he can speak. I'm asking, how did he speak to you? That he can, that he does you speak. Yeah, to you. How did he speak to you? Through, through uh, all this that I've mentioned. Okay. All right. All right. Thank yeah. you very much, Tudukan. Appreciate your calls, sir. Tudukan in Durban. Everybody in Durban, I hope you're staying well. Let's go to Christopher in Bromfisherville. Good evening, Christopher. Hi, Naye. How yes. are you? Well, thank you, sir. Go ahead. Okay. Um, thank you, Naye. Um, I would like to weigh in, firstly, um, on, on what standard we should be using, because like, like you, you correctly pointed it out, we all use our own standards. But I think in terms of science, science always go out with the aim of proving something uh, really exists. So now they need to provide evidence that proves that whatever claim it is they're making is real. And to this regard, with the question of God, I don't think science has given us such evidence. What On evidence? What, hand, what evidence? Evidence for what? For the existence or the non-existence? For the non-existence, because um, your, your guest is saying that according to science, they have not proved that God exists. Has there ever been a place to... where... Has there been ever been a, a time or a place or a platform or a forum where you prove the negative? No, but I'm saying now, if science wants to prove that God does not exist, they have not given us those reasons. 
no, 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 no. Science did not ask you to prove that God does not exist. They said if he does exist, then show us the evidence. If he does. Okay. So if obviously then we need the evidence, we will need to go and look into uh, the scriptures. For somebody then that would be a, uh, be a Christian, it means our proof would come from the scriptures. And then before the scriptures existed, the... did you have any proof? Because pre- scriptures do not predate mankind. Mankind predates scriptures. Scriptures are a product of humanity. So before yes, there were scriptures, was there a proof of the existence of God there, Christopher? For, for God through the scriptures, that's how he then proved his existence. No, 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 no. Before, before Moses wrote the Pentateuch or the Torah, before Moses and his Joshua wrote all those and all of the other writers of the Old Testament and the writers of the New, before these guys who wrote, wrote those things that they wrote, mm-hmm. how did they prove or how was there proof that God exists? Or was there proof that God exists before the writing? Before there was papyrus or the tablets of stone or any writing utensil, was there a way of proving God exists? But I think this now goes back to the question of the chicken and egg, because before God created, uh, God created the earth and everything, uh, the only account that we have is that uh, the earth it was just a space and there was nothing. Yeah, that's what and the Bible only... tells you. That, that's what the yes. Bible tells you. Okay, yes. I hear so, you. I hear you. So, so you, you rely on the Bible. So my level, yes, my level, my measurement would be what the Bible the standard. tells us. Got it. And Thank you very much, it. Christopher. Appreciate it, sir. Let's go to Vuiswa in Park Town North. Vuiswa, good evening. Good evening, Larry. How are you? Well, thank Thanks you, for ma'am. taking my call thank and you. your guest there. Uh, my contribution will be uh, the problem uh, that God exists to each and every one of us in our hearts. And uh, when the West the Western powers were overwhelmed to colonize Africa and uh, misguide. They screwed about the God concept. And Moses was born in 1556. We, we've been here before. Science is anti-belief uh, of a concept of a God that is in our heart and closer to us more than our jugular veins. Science is anti-God? Quite right. Where did you get that from, ma'am? Because they are, you know what, they, they are trying to contest. No, ma'am. They are trying to no, contest ma'am. Mother Nature. With, with science, science says, for you to believe, show me the evidence. I'm, when I say show me the evidence, I'm not saying I'm anti-you. In our courts today, for you to prove anything, you must present evidence. And the fact that the courts want you to provide evidence doesn't mean that they're anti-you. Because not as Africans, we've been actually led into the dungeon, you know, into into confusion. Okay. It's a state of confusion. Okay. All right. All right. Sure. Thank you very much, Luis. I appreciate it. Let's go to Puti in Pulugan. Puti, good evening. Good evening, Naya. Thanks very much for taking my call. Thank you, sir. Uh, I'd like to, to, to first uh, uh, support you when you talk about evidence, that if somebody ha- wants to, to, to prove that uh, something exists, then they should prove that. But if I say it doesn't exist, then uh, I cannot prove something that does not exist. So, so the, the, the honest lies with those who say God exists to prove that God exists, not those who are saying that God does not exist. Because I cannot prove something that doesn't exist, that I believe it's not there. 
But let me go to my point. Uh, yeah, before you go I to your point, point there, Puti, that, that's not my position. I'm simply clarifying the standards that science has offered. It's not me. I'm not suggesting that you must prove. Quite frankly, um, if you were to hear my views, you'd be shocked. But uh, it's, it's science that suggests that you must prove. He and, and, and our courts do say he who alleges must prove. So we don't prove the negative in any logical forum. But go ahead, make your point. You said you have you had your own point. Go okay. ahead. Yes, no, no. I, 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 um, my point that I called for was, uh, you know, there's an example that you gave about the aircraft, whether it's ready to take flight and so on, and uh, you compare that to 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 the existence of God uh, or the creation of 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 of, of the world and uh, the universe. Look, uh, um, if the, the, a, a fly, I mean, a, an airplane is not ready to, 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 to take flight, but it does for some reason, and it crashes, we can be able to say why it did not uh, uh, fly and, or, or why it crashed. But if um, um, uh, um, we say that God uh, is the creator and tomorrow we die, you will never be able to come back to tell us that, God doesn't exist, or God does indeed exist. So uh, 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 the, 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 the crash, uh, I mean, the, the plane uh, example, I think, I, I think it's not a, a very good one because, uh, 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 you know, we, we will be there to, to, to check what happened to, to, to the plane when it crashed, although we believe that it could fly. Let me remind I, you what had happened in that example of the plane there, Puti. Uh, I want to remind you what had happened. I think you may have mishandled the details of that example. Uh, when, when, when Rick was suggesting that everyone believes things because they have proven them to be so, I then suggested that even with everyone, including Rick, when things happen in their lives, including when they take their lives into their own hands and fly in a steel machine, they never prove or seek any proof that that steel machine actually qualifies under the laws of aerodynamics. None of them, including yourself, ever go and ask uh, the Aviation Association of South Africa that, guys, give me the proof that the flight I'm about to take now, flight 0021A, is really ready to fly. You simply believe that the authorities have checked. Do you never go to check is their tarmac ready? Are there no potholes or puddles of water on the tarmac? You never check that. My suggestion was to say that everyone always applies a standard of proof when they are going to do anything is not true. No one ever asked the doctor before they op- operate on them, show me you can do this. Give me the proof that you can do this. Show me how you have done this. Give me a certificate and all that. No one ever asks. You'd never know. You've probably been operated on by a doctor who qualified by 60%. And you don't know that. Quite frankly, you don't care. You believe the hospital has checked this person and vetted them. And that's how the example of a plane came in. But it's not true to say everyone requires evidence. We simply believe. No, no, no. It's true. There are instances where you will believe that that thing can happen because you have seen it happen before. I have been to, 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 to an operation, and I, here I am. I'm still alive. Yes, but, but you never uh, you checked the, not... the credentials of the, the people operating on you, did you? 
no, 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 no. I just uh, believe because there are doctors who are qualified to do that. They will do that and <laughs> yes. I'll be there. Okay. All right. Got it. Yes. Thank you very much, Puti. Okay. Appreciate your comment. I'm going to have my guests respond right. shortly after this. Naye Lupondwana on SAFM. We're going to have our guests respond. Evangelist Zanuma, go ahead. You've heard the callers. How do you respond? Yeah. Like I said earlier on, we may not get any clinical evidence that we can calculate if, if, if there was a creator being like that, that we could prove like that from a scientific perspective from the experiments that we do in our, in our laboratories. You know, we are talking about airplanes. I've worked them on airplanes for more than 20 years. And, uh, and uh, there's a lot of things that people take for granted when they fly on that, on, on that machine. So all these things that we are trying to apply, they do not apply with a creator being. A creator being is over and above everything that we can either understand or try to discern. If it comes to that level where we can... When we can take the creator and treat him and analyze him, you know, he chooses to be a creator. A creator is above our knowledge, above our understanding. Well, some people might be against that, but that is the reality of things. Allahim is spirit, and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. All right, got it. Father Paulet, go ahead. You can respond. Thanks, Maya. Um, you know, I think... One of the problems here is we're limiting this discussion to science. So, for example, uh, scientifically, you can't prove religion. Well, scientifically as well, for example, you can't uh, prove that human consciousness exists, Uh, the presence of images and thoughts. uh, There's no measurable dimensions for human consciousness. Um, And so our our non-physical thoughts somehow uh, that guide our actions in our physical bodies we, we, we can't prove there's no there's no scientifically explicable way that we can that we can explain them, and so I think you know once again we, we land up in a space where we uh, where we again limit our inquiry if we say okay let's look at God only through uh, the eyes of science. I think you have to look at human experience. Um, you know, for for thousands of years, human beings. For, for one reason or another, in many different forms, in different ways, have have somehow related to and felt the presence of some sort of higher being. The name God might be problematic, but some sort of higher being, a, 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 you know, some sort of of power greater than ourselves. We, we cannot simply say because science cannot prove, or scientifically we cannot prove that, that this doesn't exist. We can't eradicate thousands of years of human existence or human belief in a higher being simply because uh, we put this under a microscope. So I think for me, the starting point has to be we have to listen to human experience. I also want to say, I think one has to be very careful about using the word religion because religion and a higher being may not be the same thing. Institutional religions have ways of explaining things or ways of trying to make things known, but we must remember that those are are also human constructs. And so we, we need to step outside of that because a higher being or, or God or whatever word you want to use is beyond even those human constructs. And so we're dealing here with something which is greater than ourselves. You know, I, and I also believe that people of faith like myself, you know, faith implies the fact that I can't necessarily give you 
a scientific formula which proves to you in a lab that God exists. And yet, I am, am someone who, uh, you know, hopefully is, is uh, you know, interrogating the world that I live in, looking at things that are happening around me, and saying to myself, taking all this into account, using my own intellect, my own consciousness, I still hand myself over in faith to a higher being. Okay. Uh, got it. Got it. Okay. I want, want Rick to respond as well. Go ahead, Rick. Thank you. Let me respond to your callers. The first one whose name I'm sorry I didn't get uh, says, Who created the body? Um, bodies have arisen over some 3.5 billion years, which is a time span very few of us can comprehend. <laughs> and evolution has weeded out the things that didn't work. To say who created it again is the weasel word creation, implying that there's some body involved, some consciousness. Then we had Tutukani saying, no, there's no evidence other than the works of God. Unfortunately, to say it's the works of God again is her interpretation. She looks at something and says, oh, this is the work of God. But that's her interpretation. And B, with the God she happens to have chosen, she believes that's the work of. She wouldn't believe it's the work of um, Amon Ra, for example. Then uh, Christopher, who says what standard and regards scriptures as a proof. I'm afraid the scriptures are notoriously unreliable as proof because they are riddled with contradictions. You can, uh, even if you start in Genesis, Genesis 1, Genesis 2 contradict each other. So you can't read, use scriptures as a reliable uh, proof, not in any way. If you, I'll give you many more examples if we have the time. Okay. Uh, we see where God exists in our heart and science is anti-belief. Well, uh, science isn't anti-belief. Science is looking for truth. The trouble is that belief tends to butt itself against truth when the truth is not in its favor, shall we say. Okay. All right. All right. Thank and you very much. Um, I want to take some voice notes um, for you, gentlemen, and uh, see if we can read a few text messages as well. Go ahead to the first voice note there, uh, Phineas. Good evening, Nai. Um, my name is Patrick, my brother. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I want to ask you, guess me. Can you please explain me what race was Jesus? Was he Chinese guy from Mary? Was he Indian? Was he African guy? Was he European? You know, was he even somewhere for Bangladesh there in uh, India there, you know? No, I just want to know, man, because this God the people believe, I cannot understand to be honest with you. I cannot understand it. And I'm not a non-believer now. So I, I just want you guys to tell me what race was that Jesus? The one we, we normally hear that he was here, he's still coming, or oh, we're still waiting for him to come. Thank you, Naya. Patrick here. Hi, Patrick. Good evening, uh, sir. I don't really know your name. Uh, sir, my name is Louise, and I'm funny in some, I'm just been starting to listen to the show here about the evidence of God. Um, if you would mind me saying, uh, if I gave scientists a handful of soil, uh, what can they create out of it? And that's my answer for my evidence. If we study what your body, physical body, and even your guest's body does, 
in that way, we will be able to determine what kind of a mind does Nye have, or even your guest there, through looking at the works of your body, your physical body. In that same manner, if we look at the external aspects of the creation, we will be able to understand God's internal and invisible aspects which we cannot see. In that way, we will be able, in your case, to say, Oh, Naye has a good mind, but we just looked at your body. We never saw your mind. Lazarus from Emalachen. All right, we're going to take it uh, uh, down right now and go to the news and uh, find out what's happening in and around the Republic of South Africa. We'll come back and conclude our conversation. Let's go to the news now. Facts of Faith on SAFM. All right, we're going to read the text messages for those of you who sent text messages. We'll try and read two or three. I cannot read all of them. I can't even open all of them. We have run out of time. Uh, I am appreciative, however, of you sending them nonetheless. One text reads, Good evening, Naya. Did Rick just say God may have committed suicide? Yes, he did. <laughs> he did say that. <laughs> the burden of proof is in disproving God. There is a growing number of physicists, microbiologists, and other sciences who agree with intelligent design. I have a problem with microevolution being extrapolated to macroevolution. I would like to ask Rick if the evidence pointed to the existence of God, would he become a believer? That's some Zilang KZN. And then there's one more evening, Naya. What I discovered is that the word God is not a name, but a title. A title given to the Most High. It means a leader, supervisor, a manager, etc. Example, in the Bible, God says, I am the God of Abraham, meaning I am the leader of Abraham. I am the supervisor of Abraham. To qualify my assertion using your name, Naya, does it make sense if I say I am the Naya of Abraham? It does not make sense. God or something does exist. It is a doctrine which says, I believe in something without a proof. Thanks, Isaac. Okay, Isaac, thank you. Appreciate it. And the final one for now uh, reads, uh, okay, this, uh, okay, I'm running out of time. This, there is ample proof that God does exist. You look at a nature and the manner in which the ecosystem interacts in a symbiotic manner of interdependence. Surely even the greatest of scientists are struggling until today to explain how this happened. This is surely a creation of something higher power or some higher power. That's lucky in Pretoria East. All right, I'm going to leave it right there. I'm going to give my guests an opportunity to close uh, with a minute each. I'm going to begin with um, uh, Father Pollitt. Go ahead, Father Pollitt. Thank you, Naya. I, I once again go back to some of the things I said earlier. I mean, I think that there are a number of universal abstracts that we do take for granted. Uh, and this debate has really been about physical stuff. And I think that if we're going to explore the question of the existence of God, we have to also uh, go beyond the, the, the physical. I think that human experience is very important, which we haven't discussed. And I think that that, uh, you know, as I said before, 2,000 or more than 2,000 years, thousands of years of human history have said something about that. I think as well, I mean, I think that we should not see science and uh, God as two things which are opposed to each other. There are many Christian 
scientists and Christian philosophers. In fact, most of the philosophy, uh, a lot of the Western philosophy that we still teach in our university today comes from Christian context. People struggling with this question of the existence of God. All right. I think it's an ongoing question, and I don't think it's something that we're going to simply prove in one debate like this or not prove, because I think that there is a lot more listening that needs to take place. Got it. And Got listening it. most especially. Okay. All right. Um, I want to go to Evangelist Zanou. Evangelist, go ahead. A minute, Psalm please. Psalm 14, verse 1 says, The fool has said in his heart, there is no him. They are corrupt. They've done abominable works. There is none that do it right. In Romans 1.19, it, it starts off by saying, Because that which may be known of Allahim is manifest in them. For Allahim has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and his alone head. So that they are without excuse because that they know Allahim. They esteemed him not as Allahim. Neither were thankful, right. but became vain in their imagination. And the foolish and the foolish heart was darkened, professing themselves to be wise. All right, we need we need to leave it right there, Evangelist. Our time is up. I want to give Rick also a minute. Go ahead, Rick. Thank you, Nye. Right. Um, Father Pollard talks about the human experience. Unfortunately, the human experience is notoriously unreliable. It can be influenced by all sorts of chemicals. I don't know if he's ever taken any drugs. But um, one can't just rely on the human experience. One needs corroboration, and preferably one needs to be able to measure things. And when you're dealing with a question such as so serious as the existence of a god, then you need to be able to provide really concrete proof, which he certainly hasn't provided. The evangelist comes with the old sneer of the fool in his heart, says there's no God, and we retort to that, but the wise man says it out loud. That is simply a sneer intended to discourage scientific investigation. I would suggest to your listeners that they investigate for themselves, consider their backgrounds, and ask themselves why they believe in the particular God. Okay. That they believe in. Got it, got it. We're going to leave it right there. To all of my guests, I thank you. Evangelist Zanum, Eastern Zanum, a Hebrew Israelite and evangelist, thank you, sir. Director of the Jesuit Institute, South Africa, Father Russell Pollitt, thank you. Also, the president of the South African Secular Society, SAS, Rick Robenheimer, thank you.